Welcome to Useless Chatter, where two BFFs get together and talk about anything and everything. I'm Stacy, And I'm Sarah. And coming up on today's episode of Weird Wednesday, I am surprising Sarah with a book report. Gross. <laughs> I'm really excited. Okay, so just so everybody knows, Sarah has been, I mean, everybody already knows that you're in law school, but you took an additional class this summer did so we did a lot of pre-recording and to kind of take the burden off of you because you've got an upcoming exam we decided that i would just go ahead and present today and it would be a surprise to you yes and so it's the secret book of dicey okay all right please let me know i will so what is this book the secret book of dizan is a book that my mother gave to me um, off to a good start. Always off to a good start. And and with it, she gave me a set of Bible highlighters. Uh, I tried reading it whenever she gave it to me. It was like six months ago. It was a while back. And I was either too distracted or confused to understand exactly what the hell was going on in this book. Uh, so it took me a while this time around, but I think I got it figured out. So I should be able to present this information. I think you'll be very entertained, actually. I'm, I'm feeling really entertained yeah. already. I think you'll like it. So this book is written by Zenovia Dushkova. Cool name. Yeah, very cool name. Uh, Zenovia means like child of Zeus or something like that. Oh, neat. I don't know why I looked up the meaning of her name, but I did. Okay. So the book was published in 2018. And according to the biography on the back, she is an award-winning author, poet, philosopher, historian, and traveler who has devoted more than 25 years to the acquisition of secret wisdom underlying all known religions and philosophies. Her spiritual quests have taken her to remote Buddhist monasteries and sacred abodes hidden within mountains and deserts in Tibet, Nepal, Mongolia, and India, where she has studied ancient manuscripts inaccessible to Western researchers. Interesting. I know that sounds pretty cool. Though. Who's like, funding this research? I, Does she disclose in her conflict of interest who is funding it? It's not in this book. Okay. I know nothing. Okay. Okay. Like I seriously don't know, but I can tell you it's, that sounds really cool. Like to cool. travel and learn about ancient manuscripts and stuff like that. Like that sounds really neat. So we're going to start with the introduction or as I like to call it page negative one. Okay. All right. So as a disclaimer, uh, this, it took me like the whole book to figure out that we're not actually going to know anything about the book of Dizan, like what's actually written in the book of Dizan. Mm -hmm. This book is just like a supporting arguments for information that was written about the book of Dizan in the 1800s by this okay. other lady. And now someone didn't know what the book of Dizan was. Are you going to tell us about that or should we already know? No, I'm going to tell you. Okay. I'm going to tell you. But that's why I said it took me the whole book to figure it out. Because I'm like, okay, where's the secret book? Where's the secret book? The secret book of Dizan, whatever was revealed, was written. Uh, I want to say the name of the book is like the secret doctrine or something like that. In like the late 1800s by a lady named Helena Blavatsky. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. But this is all supporting arguments for the validity of okay. what Blavatsky wrote in the 1800s. Okay. Okay. So that's what this is. She says that the book of Dizan was created at the dawn of our evolutionary cycle. And that is approximately 1 million years ago. Okay. 
So where were we on our phylogenetic tree a million years ago, Sarah? Yes, that's a good question, <laughs> and I cannot answer that. But we weren't. Correct. Homo sapiens were not around. So I looked it up. Homo sapiens, I, yeah, wouldn't be. No, and neither were Neanderthals, because I looked it up. And there were, like, all these other uh, homo species, like Homo habilis. And so they had um, the technology that they were just using at the time was called what Olduin technology where they would work a stone on one side to create a sharp edge. I'm not sure how they created it. They also wrote a book too. Yes. That's cool. A spiritual sacred manuscript at this time. <laughs> but It makes sense. Okay. So it's a million years old sacred manuscript. Yeah, I think the leakies write about it too. They did. Yeah. Fun fact. I actually put that in here. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah. The Leakies were the first to discover the old one yeah, technology. They were. Yeah. This book's going to be a lot of fun, Sarah. Can't wait for you to open your mind. Yeah, and I could use that. Be blown away. It is divided into three parts. And the first part is called The Masters of Wisdom and Their Attempts to Enlighten the World. All right. Okay. So Dushkova says in 1824, the Masters of Wisdom met in Shambhala where they all discussed whether or not they should initiate what was known as the great cycle of revealing secret knowledge to humanity. This was on the table. Cool. I don't know what else they were talking about, but this was on the table. So most of those great teachers or whatever they are uh, really objected to revealing any of this sacred knowledge. Yeah, to makes humanity. sense. Humans kind of suck. Yeah, they do. But one guy, one guy, with the support of another, was like, I think we should. And so the council was like, okay, you can go for it. They started this experiment, and in the 19th, 20th, and 21st centuries, this particular master made it his mission to enhance our evolution by giving the world a series of books that composed a triurnal doctrine. This is what it says in this book right here. Okay. Okay. So the book goes on to say that the council will meet again in 2024. Cool. Just three years to discuss the success of this experiment. And then uh, a new decision will be made on how to move forward in 2025. So I don't know how they gather data for whether or not this experiment was successful mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. not. I don't know. Fun facts about these masters of wisdom who met. They are guests on our planet who have voluntarily taken responsibility for the evolution of humanity. Sweet of them. It is. They have come from other worlds, which has inspired mythologies all across our globe. Okay. I can buy that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you actually can buy that. I can. That's not too much of a stretch no, for you. No, I can. Catman. Okay. Uh, they cannot intervene in problems that humans have created. And they cannot violate the free will of humans. They can, however, incarnate themselves to influence a certain course of events in humanity. And most of those efforts have ended in their violent death, crucifixion, burning at the stake, etc., etc., etc. They did say... So like Jesus could be one of them? Yes. Jesus is... Tech, okay. Yes. Jesus is a ascended master mm -hmm. or, you know, in a lot of... Other spiritual teachings, they will tell you Jesus, Buddha. Um, I can't remember the name of the guy from China, but that they are ascended masters, that they did a lot of great work, spiritual work here on earth. 
Okay. So, but that that's not necessarily included in it's this fine. book. No. The Masters of Wisdom can intervene, but only if one of the following conditions have been met. Number one, when life of the entire planet is hanging by thread. And number two, when humanity itself calls upon the supreme powers for help and has agreed to apply 50% of the effort needed. Okay. The same chapter says that the great teachers are human beings who have attained the supreme level of spiritual development through selfless sacrifice and service to the world. Everyone on earth has these same abilities, but only when people learn how to love. So I don't know, are they aliens, but are they humans? They're aliens who incarnated to be human? What is happening here? That's a good question. Okay, so I'm not getting that like there are human people that are aliens reincarnated, but maybe it's just humans who are vibing on the same frequency as aliens. Okay. Okay. But they have learned how to love. That's cool. Right? I mean, that's got everyone. We all have the same ability, but we have to learn how to love. Yeah. That's what she says. Uh, Dushkova then says that Blavatsky had reported that the great teachers make one attempt per century to enlighten humanity. However, the calculation of a century is different in the Tibetan calendar, which was adopted in the 11th century. So instead of a 100-year cycle, it's actually a 60-year cycle. Oh. So apparently this accounts for some discrepancy in, you know, Blavatsky's work and then the work of another person and the work of another person. Okay, we're all working on different calendars. It's got to be, right? Because why else would she say this? I don't care. I've never even heard of this, the book of Dizan. Why would you tell me? You know what I'm saying? It was just a random blurb in there. So I don't, I'm thinking. That's what she's doing. She's building her support for this and saying, yeah. no, it's all accurate. It's just that the century is 60 years long, not mm. 100. Okay. So keep that in mind. She also says that in the mid 20th century, a woman named Helena Rorick studied under the same master as Blavatsky. And she delivered to the world what is called Agni Yoga which is said to be the synthesis of all yogas. Mm -hmm. And so I really did look up Agni Yoga. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it apparently, this was like in the 1930s or something, it apparently played a huge role in bringing a lot of spiritualism from Asian countries over to the Western world. Right. So, uh, and this I can actually get behind. It emphasizes living free of dogma and prejudice. So I, I'm, that's pretty cool. I can get down with that, mm -hmm. but I can't imagine how hard it would be to synthesize all types of yoga. That's, lots. Right. That would, that's extensive training. She says that this supreme form of yoga is essential due to all of the fiery energies that are lambasting our earth. We got all this fiery energy and it's these energies that are causing climate change and global warming. Fucking global warming. Right. Uh, and they also result in natural disasters. So all this fiery energy is just hitting the earth, hitting the earth. Uh, and the warming is also occurring because our solar system is moving toward the central spiritual sun, which is the invisible source of fire that is said to be in the constellation of Hercules. Okay. Okay. So now we know. Yes. Now we know. The author asserts, we need to learn to assimilate these energies to our planet or explode. I'm not, it. I'm not cool on the exploding part. Right. That well, sound fun. good news. 
She says that the great teachers managed to avoid the explosion of our planet in 1999. Oh, that's cool. Yes. And Rorick. Was Al Gore? I don't know. Was he consulted? Is he a great teacher? Maybe. He might be. But but Rorick had apparently predicted this catastrophe and had stated that it was actually going to be postponed for a century, perhaps two. Cool. Is that 200 years or is that 120 years? I don't know what century we're talking about. Uh, which calculation mm-hmm. of a century. Mm-hmm. Okay. Listen to this and tell me what you think. So Dushkova says that the future is polyvalent. It changes every single second. Each possible scenario is viewed by the great teachers and they can affect the future, but only when appropriate. So what? (laughs) Oh, this. Okay. So um, this is a Marvel writer. Okay. Thank you. That's what I said. I literally, my notes. Is this a TVA? It says. Is this a TVA? Is Is Kane behind this? Dr. Strange shit right Mm -hmm, here. mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Time variance authority. Yeah. Very interesting, huh? Interesting. 2018, she wrote, she wrote this. In 2018. But okay. Rorick wrote in 1930-something, and okay. before that, Blavatsky wrote in 1888. Okay. So I went and I did some research on Dr. Strange and what he was based on, and the writer was, I guess, whoever, or whoever created Dr. Mm-hmm. Strange was basing that character off of a character, or maybe... Maybe a yeah, maybe not a character, but a concept that was in an old radio show. Okay. In the thirties. But I don't know what that was based off of. Does that make sense? So I couldn't I couldn't connect it to whether or not perhaps that whoever wrote that show had read Blavatsky's work mm-hmm. previously or even Rorick's. But I thought that was very that was a very interesting thing. And it gets deeper. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna keep going. So, she says that people need to learn to control the element of fire within themselves. Sounds like Sarah's doing some research. No, I'm not doing research at all. Sounds like you are. However, if you don't, these energies will burden them and they will cause the hearts to simply fail because they cannot cope with all this fiery load. Aw. This is how you have heart attacks and cancer. Okay. I thought that was from sugar and microwaves. Uh, Microwaves perhaps on the solar system scale Mm -hmm. that's coming from the cosmos. So the solar system itself is also on a quest and it is trying to bring people to understand like how important it is to pay attention to your heart. So love underlies all major religious and spiritual movements across the globe and alchemical. Do you say alchemical or alchemical? Alchemy? Alchemical. Listen, this lady's from Russia. Okay, so I don't know if some of these words actually exist okay. in English okay. or who translated it. But processes can occur at the cellular level, and instead of dying, people can flow from one form into another. But in order for this that to happen, it does, right? And I've heard this before that energy never dies, mm-hmm. it just transforms from one thing to another. Um, But she says, however, in order for this to happen, the following processes have to have occurred. Number one, the energy environment must favor change. And number two, people in their hearts must be prepared for such a change. And according to the book, only one-sixth of the Earth's population is ready for this at this time. When people experience this energy influx from the cosmos and they have a negative thought or negative Mm -hmm. behaviors... 
the energy cannot pass through their heart properly, and that's when you get tumors. Okay. Okay. So that being said, Discover reported that the quote-unquote colleagues of the Brotherhood are working behind the scenes. They are creating new cosmic rays that are being projected into the world with the aim of healing humanity. A loving heart can heal any illness, she says, provided... Did you say cool? It's a cute. Yeah. Provided it is open to the rays of salvation, which are pouring in from the secret laboratories controlled by the hierarchy of light. FYI, I did look up the colleagues of the Brotherhood, uh-huh. which is... What uh, cult is that? Well, it's also known as the Great White Brotherhood. Nope. Nope. Not in. It is said to consist of the Ascended mas- Masters, aka Jesus and Buddha, uh, and they have assumed responsibility for the cosmic destiny of the human race. Uh, Blavatsky and, and Rorick, who were previously mentioned in this book, were also said to be members, as was Aleister Crowley, practitioner of magic. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I'm mean, like, seriously near pointing at me going, I know like, I've heard this name before. He like a demon. But he did not use white magic, which is where the great white brotherhood comes from. So okay. about white magic. But, he, but Aleister Crowley didn't necessarily use white magic. He was the one who was responsible for changing the spelling of magic for people who are which is to be M-A-G-I-C-K, to distinguish it from illusionists mm. who perform, you know, or a magician or whatever. So moving on, the great teachers have stated that secret wisdom cannot be divulged without their permission. They have to say it's okay. Nothing truly esoteric is ever given to the public, let alone published in a widely circulated volume. So that's how you need to know that the book of Dizan is real. Part two, the hidden depositories of the sacred wisdom of the ages. Okay. All right, here we go. Here are a few answers to basic questions about the secret book of Dizan. Okay. Number one, it is of extraterrestrial origin and was brought to earth by distant worlds. Makes sense. It is connected to a magical stone, the Chintamati stone, which was brought by the great teachers as the gift of Orion. So I looked this up. And it is the equivalent of the Philosopher's Stone. Right, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's a wish-fulfilling stone. And it is found in Hindu and Buddhist traditions. So when you talked about some Marvel stuff, now we also have a stone. A little Harry Potter in there. All right. Well, I was thinking of the stone. What's in Thanos? He need all those stones. Oh, yeah. That's true. And Dr. Strange kept that stone in his little necklace or whatever that thing was. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Yeah. The infinity stones. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. See? Hmm. Mm. I like adding Harry Potter in there though. Well, personally. you should add Harry Potter because here toward the end, I'm going to throw so something. If you throw a goblin at me. No, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be something totally unexpected. You're going to be like, okay. are you serious? So the book of Dizan is preserved in Shamb- Shambhala. So I had to look up what Shambhala is. Shambhala is a mythical Buddhist kingdom between the Himalayas and the Gobi Desert. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. It's also known as Shangri-La, Eden, or Paradise. All inhabitants are said to embody Tibetan Buddhist perfection. That's fun. Yeah. It is written in Sinzar, the universal language of all creation, and the Atlanteans. Just a single page. I wish you guys could see Sarah's face. Just a single page is said to contain a large amount of information, but only if you've been allowed to access it. Okay. If you're not allowed to access it, you can't read it. Okay. 
The secret depositories are said to contain information that has been composed over the entire Earth's history. These depositories are said to be all over the world, tucked away in mountains, in deserts. The information is kept secret so that it doesn't get into the wrong hands. And they are under the protection of mysterious powers until humanity has learned to use the secret knowledge for the benefit of all. That ain't happening. No. Anytime soon. So when asked if there's any evidence, Dushkova takes two and a half pages to basically say no. There's no evidence. Uh, she says that no matter what proof a person has provided, it will never be good enough. So what's the point? The great teachers don't need disciples who demand miracles or proof. They need disciples with faith. Also, this bitch fucking calls me out and says, it would be hard to believe any of the information when you already think that humans have only been on this earth for 300,000 years. She goes on to say, to someone with such a lack of understanding, the very assumption that somewhere there exists a million-year-old man manuscript seems to be completely absurd. Well, yeah, it does. She's absurd. Okay. Thank you. The Tower of Chum is the chief depository in Shambhala. <laughs> which has all these hidden caves and they act as a safety net slash force field so that if you're uninvited, you can't get past. Can't get okay. So okay. like you could just be walking along and be like, boom, bounce off and stay in your Maybe life. that's why I fall all the time. Maybe. It has nothing to do with my lack of coordination. It is, I'm just hitting force fields. Yeah. They're like, stay over there. <sighs> so it's said to be a large multi-story structure high into the mountains and deep into the ground. It contains everything. Everything, Sarah. All the works of art that have ever existed. Me. Cool. Uh, yeah. A huge library of manuscripts and books on minerals, vegetables, animals, and history of life ever. They are all contained in these special little niches where they remain dormant and their life is preserved. The Tower of Chung is movable and is now located somewhere else in the Himalayas. When humanity is ready, it will be discovered, as with the Dead Sea Scrolls. Oh, we don't know where those are? Well, we do now, but apparently they were hidden for all those thousands of years. And then oh, were okay. Like, so then we, we were, like, approved to look at them. And then right. We, okay. So then they lifted the forest field, and someone threw rocks in a cave and found the Dead Sea Scrolls. Super fun. So in order for anybody to gain access to the secret knowledge, you have to go through like a series of like ascent levels or Damn. tiers. Yeah. And at each level, you have to take a vow of silence and you have to swear to keep the knowledge that you've learned secret. So you're out. I'm right out. There. I'm telling everybody. Yeah. They're like, she can't, she's not tight lipped. And then the council of Lords decides when, who, and under what circumstances to reveal pages from the book of Dizam. It's a really big bureaucracy. Yeah. It's very complicated. I can't imagine as an outsider stumbling upon all of this and being like, when do I get to know the big stuff? Never. I'm going to have to beautiful mind this. Map it all out. Map it all out. Yeah. It's 100% what this bitch's house looks like. I'm telling you. Just Yarn. Yeah. Yeah. Pictures. Rock. Like it's pretty much like that. So now, now we're on to part three. Okay. So she's really built this foundation for you to be able to accept that what is in the book of Dizan. It's totes real. Super real. So now part three is titled The Secret Book of Dizan. 
Okay, so the book of Dizan is stored in the Tower of Chung, and it is in a special little cubby hole that's filled with an energy current that preserves it where it must remain and can never be touched by human hands. The needed pages will open all by themselves to the master who opens them with his mind. Okay, and then says, I'm solemnly swearing up to no good. It will open. <laughs> Perhaps. Are you the master? Maybe. According to what I have read, Blavatsky, who first published the stanzas of Dizan or whatever, uh, she remotely viewed the pages through her master. Cool. Yes. And also, this book was said to have been composed in Atlantis. Yeah. The true title of this book is kept secret. And the word Dizan means secret wisdom in Tibetan. Oh, that's cool. Yes. So Dizan is but a piece of several important artifacts that fit together like a puzzle, each revealing certain pieces of wisdom. So the Chintamani stone travels around the world and is passed from person to person in accordance with the direction of the supreme forces. So it's not like if I have it and I die, I give it to you and you keep it safe. Oh, okay. The supreme forces decide where the heck this stone goes, right? So it was also said to have been in the possession of the Rorick family, the lady who brought Agni Yoga to the world. Uh, the Book of Dizan cannot be viewed in the absence of other artifacts. So you have to go on this mission. You got to get your artifacts straight. <laughs> you got to, you know, have whatever it is that you need in order to view these pages remotely through a master who opens them with his mind. All right. Seems very complicated. Very very, but you should just trust me. It's real. I cannot. But okay. <laughs> well, let's move on, shall we? Uh, we don't have much left. And we're almost done. We're at the very end. She's not giving me enough support to trust this other book about something. No, no. But I mean, I kind of want to read it just to see what that says. Because this is like cuckoo. Like this is way out there. I think you got me with the whole, your heart's going to get a tumor because of the fiery energy. I think that's just I probably have a tumor then. Man. Right. What about people who are fire signs? They're already fire. They were born under fire. The book is said to be made up of a material that resembles palm leaves and it contains semi-rarefied substances of certain plants that are unknown to modern science. All right. Okay. It contains the wisdom of the world, the solar system, and all the constellations associated with it. Okay. The Book of Dizan discusses the seven stages of human evolution through which all of humanity must pass in order to achieve maximum development. What are, stage are we in? Fifth. We're in the fifth stage. That's, that's better than I thought. Yeah. The fourth stage were the Atlanteans. And I thought they were way cooler than us. Right, but their intelligence brought their own destruction. Mm. I don't know. That lack of hubris or something? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the sixth and seventh stages are said to uh, develop the soul and the spirit. So I guess once we reach the seventh stage, I don't know what's supposed to happen, honest to God. I guess I'll have to find this book and see if I can figure it out. Uh, the Book of Dizan is also a living document. Uh, it always evolves. It's like along. Google Docs? It's it is Google like Google Docs, Docs. Okay. yes. It saves constantly. Okay. It's always evolving along with humanity, and its actual age is impossible to determine. But, you know, it's a million years old. 
And it is possible to look upon just one page of the book of Dizan and endlessly translate the information for years. So it's said to be composed of stanzas and each stanza has a guardian, Mm -hmm. okay, or teacher. Mm -hmm. Each teacher also had the task of supervising a particular continent. So the guardian for the stanzas, Cosmogenesis and Anthropogenesis, was Master Moira, and he oversaw the Slavic countries, India, Great Britain, and Japan. Master Rakowski was the guardian for the stanza Thermogenesis, and he oversaw Europe and North America. He is also known by the name as the Comte Saint Germain. Oh, so that's my life. That's, that's your friend. That's my mic drop. Like, what the actual fuck is going on? This guy's like a vampire, wandering Jew. What? And now he's a guardian no of one of the things. Yeah, one of the stanzas of the Book of Dizan. Which so. I believe you can find the Book of Dizan on Amazon.com. Oh, that's great. <laughs> is it called the Book of Dizan or is it is it the who who wrote that one? Um, so there's a book of Dizan, which seems to be from somebody else, but talking about the, the that book bitch. Of Dizan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's then, what this one is. Everybody's yeah, I, always talking. I think it's called the Secret Doctrine, has the stand. So then it's the Secret Doctrine by HP Blavatsky. Right. And it's different volumes, apparently. Right. Um, you can get that on the sacredtext.com. Oh, you know. Fabulous. I didn't know there Whoever was Whoever bought that domain. Yeah. Doing pretty good, I bet. Yeah, I bet you they are. All the cults out there. It's not a cult. It's a cult, but it's okay. a religious movement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of, though, um, I looked this author up, and apparently it did start a very widespread following in um, Russia. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, yes. So the book of Dizan reveals itself gradually, but the energy contained helps people rise to the next cycle of evolution, along with those emanations from the Chintamani stone. Uh, These interwoven energies exist to create humans who are wise, rational, and loving. We definitely don't have that right now. No. So how are we in the fifth stage of evolution? What's our point in the fifth stage? But anyway, so that is the Secret Book of Dizan, published, well, written and published by the same person, Zenobia Dushkova. That makes sense. Yes. And at first I was reading, I was like, is this like her thesis? Like, what is this? (laughs) I didn't know. But she has written a lot of books, and apparently a lot of her works prior to this is, you know, like children's stories and other books, like a lot of things that people really enjoyed reading before she moved over to the spiritual side of things. And she is an award-winning author. Well, good for her. Yeah. So what do you think? What's what, what, are your, what are your impressions, Sarah? <laughs> well, I'm glad you read it and not me. It's only 50 pages. Yeah, it is a thin book. I actually probably could read that. Yeah. Um, I don't know, though. It was tough to get through because I do think that there was a lot of things that were lost in translation. translation. And she liked to capitalize random words. People like to do that. Yeah. And I'm like, is this supposed to be important? Maybe she didn't have, like, bold or italics or something. Perhaps. Perhaps. Or whoever translated it didn't. 
It didn't translate over. So maybe, you know, so these fiery energies are supposed to be another word. I don't know. So that just sounds like chakras. So I get it. Okay. It could. That's true. And then what do you think about the whole Doctor Strange thing? Okay. Yeah. This is definitely like just a bureaucratic dude who set up a bureaucracy to control the universe. Yeah. But when you see the movie, right? It's like a visual representation of some of this stuff. Like he breaks his hands and all that. And then in order for them to heal, he engages in this like crazy psychic transformation. He does. He does. And he has a stone. He does have an She didn't mention the cape. Okay. Well, the cape, I mean. Is the cape really an artifact? I don't know. But there was an energy force field around the monastery. Mm -hmm. People couldn't just get in. And he could, like, remote view stuff. He could. Astral project. Yeah. Yeah. Is that real, though? Is it really real? It's entertaining. It is entertaining. (laughs) And there are a lot of elements that are in other religions or philosophies Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna say that somebody was really high (laughs) in the 1800s and was just like trying to make money wrote Mm -hmm. all this down and got some followers to me this is a cult this is um yeah yeah this is a new religious movement yeah but not new since it started in like the 1800s right but i don't even know what it would be called or what it is called what people who follow this type of thinking there's, guess, a wiki, there's a wiki for it, too. I guess they do yoga. They do the yoga that came out in the 30s. Maybe. There's a wiki for it? What's it say? Oh, I didn't read it. I just oh. saw it. Okay. Yeah, so very interesting, right? So that's something from one side of the world that I've never heard of. Yeah. I can honestly say I've never heard this information at all. And I doubt that my mother actually has either. That's yeah, so that is a good question. How the fuck did your mom come across this, this random 50 page book by a random Russian woman, right? About another random person who right. wrote in the 1880s. So perhaps this is the great teacher, Madame Blavatsky. Yes, they're putting things in my path, and now I'm distributing it, yeah, via the podcast medium. So the stanzas form the basis of the secret doctrine. Her book is based on the fundamental works of Madame Blavatsky. Okay. Right. right. See, that's why I said she's just providing supportive arguments to say that what Blavatsky wrote is true. You just got to believe them. Okay. You got to believe it. And she spent 25 years traveling to all these monasteries and abodes. And I mean, no doubt that'd be very cool. But then how can you go home afterwards? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Could you imagine going into like this secret like tower place that holds all? And then you have to go stuff. back to your like 600 square foot apartment. Yeah, and you're like, well, bullshit. Yeah. Now I gotta cook dinner. Yeah. Okay. So this Alice Bailey chick who wrote about the stanzas and about Blavatsky's writings, she has a bunch of texts, and they have a weird symbol on them. So this is a cult because. <laughs> Symbols they got a weird symbol, and <laughs> okay. this bitch wrote about them in the 70s. Okay, so we have somebody writing about them in the late 1800s, 1930s, 1970s, mm-hmm. mid 2000s. Are we mid 2000s? Are we early to mid? When's uh-huh. 2018? Do you still consider that early? And then I'm sure there's a whole host of other people who've written about it or 
You can find all these Alice Bailey books also on Amazon.com. It's very cool. Triesty on Cosmic Fire. The Externalization of the Hierarchy. Is she releasing secrets? Should we be reading these? Well, if the masters say it's okay. The Initiation, Human and Solar. I almost said human because um, that's how I make fun of my animals all the time. Um, <laughs> the Triesty of White Magic. Letters on Occult Meditation. Problems of Humanity. The Destiny of the Nations. Hmm. I can't really see what that one says. It says something about an atom, telepathy. And this was all written in the 70s? Well, not all of it was written in the 70s. She just started writing shit in the 70s. No, this telepathy one was written, I guess, in 2010. It's $11. Well, very affordable. If you got, Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, if you got like 12 bucks, you can get you a new book on telepathy. I have no idea how my mother came across this. I mean, it had to be Amazon. You can also get it on audiobook. You can get it on audio? Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Who narrates it? Here's the I don't know. Um, you can also find it on CD-ROM. So if you can find the CD-ROM player, CD -ROM. you yeah. can. If you've got an old compact. Okay. Well, yeah, this is... this is an interesting rabbit hole to go down. Right. So are you going to take on reading more of these books? No. Or I'm just going to keep... seek the master's. No, I don't have the money to seek the master's. Sure, I, I don't even have a passport. Yeah, like, how are they funding this? I'm so yeah. I was so confused. Like, I don't know. You, maybe you have to work there for free. Okay. Like, how do how does that happen? I don't know. But no, I mean, I guess I could read another book and then present it to you. As long as they're short like this, I mean, I don't mind. Because it was <laughs> kind of funny. Like, just. It's definitely funny. Yeah. Very interesting information. So, yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that book. You're welcome. That was fun to... Um, well, I just want to know why the hell the Comte St. Germain ended up. That is hilarious, and I didn't see that coming. No, I told you. You're not going to see it. I didn't see it coming. Yeah. And there it was. And there, there he is. He just keeps appearing. Man. Crazy. He's clearly out there for a reason. Well, yeah, he was trying to stop the French Revolution, and now he's just going to go ahead and help humanity evolve. So. I mean, he's been trying. I guess so. Except for that one time when he, like, accidentally killed people in Louisiana. <laughs> right. Shit happens. We move forward. She was a prostitute anyway. So what whatever. are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> okay. So I'm ready to wrap up. Unless there's anything else that you, uh, any other questions you may have regarding the secret book of Dizane. No, no, I'm uh, okay. I'm gonna lost for words for this girl. Okay, awesome. I hope her child stories are also weird. Oh, <laughs> they probably are. They've been like um, translated in several languages. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. Building a little cult, <laughs> little babies, little baby cults. It's you gotta start them young. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. How else do you indoctrinate them? Yeah, you got to make up stories about like things that you never see, but that exist, right? Like Jesus, right? Unless, of course, you too are. Fairy. Yeah, yeah. As always, we appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to our podcast. Please check us out on IG at useless underscore chatter or on Facebook at useless chatter. 
Also, we can be found on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Breaker. Rate, rate, subscribe, send us a message, and we look forward to any feedback you have to offer. Until next time, bye. Bye.